kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right there? Here we go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How you doing, Leon? As I always say, I'm doing absolutely great when I get to talk to a soldier that's been on the battlefield for over 40 years. Yeah, so it's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how things been going with you? Well, I went to see the Wings game last night. You know, Brittany Grinder is in uh-huh. town, and it was entertaining. Uh, although the concession line was entirely too long, and by the time I got my little nachos, the whole third quarter had expired. But other other than that, the game was very entertaining, and uh, Dallas actually blew them out. Uh they blew uh, Arizona out? They blew, uh, yes, they did. They When I left, it was 15, 16 points. Well, now, did uh, did Zagrata have a good game? She led them in scoring. I think they said she had 18 points when I had got home and watched uh, Sportscast. Hmm? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, but uh, uh-huh. Diana Tarazi is not what she was, say, five or six or seven years ago. Yeah, well, well, she's what six nine. Yeah, absolutely. Because That's a long time to carry that height like that. Well, Tarazi is yeah. six six foot. Grinder is six nine. But yeah. I think Tarazi's been in the league at least fifteen years or something like that. I don't know exactly, but she's been out yeah. there for a while. Uh huh. Uh huh. But it, yeah, the women's game is a very entertaining game. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because actually they can shoot better than the meat. In some instances, you're right. Oh yeah, got <laughs> a man get up on that that, that long three three pointer. But uh, I guarantee you, if you just kept up with their percentage of uh, goals. Versus shots, I picture they are as good and are better than me. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting statistic to uh, analyze. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's nice. You and I have to see her. Yeah, I have to see her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Those games are uh-huh. affordable, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well... How much it cost to go to a woman's game? Uh, well, you can get a $30 ticket. Okay. Uh, the Mavericks, how much is that ticket? Nah, it's considerable more if you get the certain seat. The same seats we had, the ticket would probably be over 100 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember you used to just go to a sports where the Cowboys, I don't care whether, $5 to $7. Well, Reverend Barnett, like we said, you've been out there on the battlefield for over 40 years, so you know what the fight was like. Well, that 40 years is nothing. That was nothing. I go back to 1960 when you, you, nobody would accept a cowboy ticket if you gave it to them. Oh. Okay. Nobody wanted to see the cowboys in 1960. 
they wanted to see the Dallas Texans. Ah. They are the Kansas City Chiefs now. Okay. Lamar Hunt. And they, they were winning, yeah. And they had, their superstar was a black man. Oh. By the name of, by the name of Abner Haynes. Yes, I remember that name, Abner Haynes, right. Yeah. Historical. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Right now, yeah. Right. He's the, he was the brother to Bishop Newell Haynes. Okay, I'm not familiar with him, but uh, being being in clergy, you 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 you, you know that you have you know his back the background. <clears throat> oh yeah, I know him well, know him well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just the way it was. They left and uh, went to Houston, and then they left Houston and went to Kansas City. Ah, they okay. The yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the world champs. Uh, they. NFL champs right now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Something we haven't seen here in quite a while. Yeah, well, you know, you you, you you can do certain things, and every dog has his day. Dallas has fans that day. Then it's time for they do to come back again. Mm-hmm. And uh, they might do something better. They might do. They're only about two or three players away from being a real good team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Real good team. Well, from what I've seen in the past, in the recent past, uh, the play of the quarterback is going to determine how far they go. Well, can you coach? Can, can you coach a a scrambler. He's, he's a natural scrambler. They're trying to make a turn him into a pocket passer. Mm. I don't know if it'll ever work. Mm. Okay. See, uh, Roger Staubach was a, a scrambler. Okay. And uh, Tom Landry tried his best to make him a pocket passer. But Seems like when Landry left him alone, that's when they won a championship. Oh, okay. Well, there are certain things, certain talents if these guys can have, they can't be coached. Right. Okay. It's it's, it's just natural. Mm-hmm. It's natural. And uh, I think this young man is a natural scrambling at If they leave him alone, I guarantee you. He can take him to the Super Bowl. That's right. Yes, he sir. has the capability. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has the potential. Just one of those yes, things. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But we've got a whole lot going on, so much going on. <laughs> yes, there is. You see, <laughs> you see uh, Leon, we as a people are going to have to make up our minds. What are we going to do about the... Uh, the murders that's happening to us, a senseless murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People go and knock on the door and get shot and killed. Through the door. Young boy, yeah, through the door. Mm-hmm. And they go and uh, the boy, young, the young man went and that man killed him. Mm-hmm. A, a woman killed another woman. Just 
shooting through the door because they, they, they see a, white, a black person out there. Right. And shoot the door and kill them. Mm-hmm. Now, look, we as a people, it's time for us. Say, everybody, hold up, hold up, hold <laughs> up, hold up. It's time we put a stop to this mess. Mm-hmm. Just shooting, us, just killing our people for no reason at all other than bigotry and hatred. Right. Uh, it's time for us to be able to move on and be American citizens. We pay taxes in this country. We fought for this country. We built this country. And you're going to just kill us like we're nothing like a fly on a net or something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's time for us to come together mm-hmm. and talk to Biden, talk to every politician in the state of Texas, those those top four thieves and robbers and we got here in Texas. It's time for them to we want to end this It's time for us to come together. And I'm not talking about going up there with our heads down and, you know, scratching and going on. No, we're going to go as men and women. Mm-hmm. It's time for us. It's time. It's time for us to stop all of this playing and going on, and uh, start come together as a unit of people, right? And say we want to enter this. Mm-hmm. We want to enter a lot of uh, bigotry and all of these other things that are going on. We want to enter it. It's sad. That uh, we can't we can't even operate like this everyday people without our people getting shot down by other folks. Mm-hmm. So it's time it's time for us to go and it's time for us to stand up. Yes. And I want to know how many people out there that really is ready to stand up and stand together. We're going to stand up for our economic pride, just our pride of living as human beings, and 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 stop trying to undermine one another. That's one of our biggest problems. We all try to, everybody wants to be a leader, and everybody wants to do this and that, and undermine one another. You never get anywhere like that, because most people who are uh, not in leadership roles, really don't qualify. Mm-hmm. Don't qualify. If, man, if you haven't begun to be a leader, a real leader, by 25 years old, you'll never be. Mm. I, can, I can tell you. It, it, it's something that comes to you naturally. It's a gift from God. If a person is a leader, God gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Just like God chose Moses, he chose David. All the great leaders in Scripture, God chose them. They didn't choose God. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you got some people who would do anything just to be seen. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. It's time for their foolishness to stop because they're killing us like flies. Every time I, I cut the TV on out, and look at my phone. 
breaking news. A woman shot by another woman and because something about her son, he was out, out there playing or something in, in, my, in a ball went in her yard, in the white woman's yard. And the black woman, she said something to her, the black woman went across the street. Instead of answering the door, she shoots through the door. Instead of calling the police? Yeah. She shoots through the door. Well, I don't even know if, if it was going to be a violent confrontation. She might have just wanted to talk. Mm -hmm. We don't know. But we know she didn't deserve to die. Not like that, no. Absolutely. No. The little boy didn't deserve to die. Old man shot him. Same thing. Shot mm -hmm. through the door. They, they, this thing is, has gotten out of hand and it's time for us to put a stop to it. And the three little girls that got thrown in the pond, which gets swept under the rug, except for yeah. K&O in. Yes. Down in East Texas. Mm -hmm. Atlanta, Texas. What are the people doing in that town? Let me see. What's the name of that town? Is That's not... Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. I can't forget that one. <laughs> no, I swear you're, you're neck at home neck. That's where I cometh from. Yeah. Now, what are the people doing about that? Are they are they pressuring the police to find out? The police might already know who did. Well, maybe the feds have to go down there and get in the middle of it because it doesn't seem like there's any there's any outcry like there was about the uh, the young college students that were killed in Idaho. Mm -hmm. There's no publicity and there's no, you know. You know, you mentioned that. I heard that over the news well, two days ago they were talking about something with that case. Mm -hmm. They're living off campus and got killed and everything. Mm -hmm. is there. Uh, you see, when, when, when small children are missing, I can tell the ethnicity of those children. They don't have to tell me. Just by the way they report it. By the way they report things. Or don't report you can it. Tell, you can tell if they're black or brown or white. You can tell by the way they report it. And you can tell by the reporter they put on it. Who the people is. And if they're white... And they feel like some whites did it. Guess what? They do not frame that story to talk about the murderer. They don't frame it like that. They talk about the child and going on. Then they mention the murderer, but they go on. They won't even show you a picture in many cases. Mm -hmm. See, we have to watch how racist the news is. Mm. And the whites say they can't talk about the other liberal news. No, they're not liberal. They're late. They're racist. And we, we have to watch things that are going on. See? But what will we, what are we going to do? I like to hear what people have to say about that. Us coming together in large numbers to put a stop to these killings, these senseless killings. I want to know. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. And we'll
We'll be right back. 972-647-1893. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, And we're back. And we're gonna go to the phones, Reverend Barnett. Alrighty. Uh, but I wanted to say this is what the purpose of Black Lives Matter is. Exactly what we've been talking about. So who do we have, Pierre? All right, uh, good morning. And uh, we have Malcolm Robinson on uh, line three. Good morning, Barrister. Good morning. And the floor is yours. Hello? The floor is yours. Oh, okay. I was calling in, uh, uh, and uh, I understand, uh, uh, Red Barnett, are you there? Hello? He was. Give us a second here. Maybe he's... Did you get him back, Pierre? Yeah, he's back. Yeah. So... Hello? Reverend Barnett? Yes. Okay. Um, you got the barrister on the line? Yeah. Uh, yes, this is Malcolm Robinson. I was calling in in terms of... Uh, uh, this been a second Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> second Saturday. Of the bump, and uh, and I know you had talked about uh, making an adjustment in regards to the call-in, but now I understand that there's another type of adjustment that will probably have to be made. So the question is, you know, how are we going? How will we proceed? Uh, the issue of uh, uh, the call-in is, I guess, the problem, and. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'll just pretty much try to comply with whatever your request is, but I understand there is a, a problem regarding the phones and all that. So the question is whether we can work through that or whether we need to make some other type of adjustments in regards to the uh, my appearance on the second Saturday and how that's going to go. Pierre? Well, we're trying to find a solution uh, because, you know, uh, our goal is to be able to have three people uh, on the line at the same time, which is not possible right now. So, yeah, we were looking for a solution. Yes. So that's why they're asking you to come into the studio since Reverend Barnett can't come or, you know, she's not ready to come back yet. Me coming to the studio is is not possible. So that's not an alternative that that uh, that we can uh, use to address this. All right. So, well, I'm uh, doing I'm doing fine. I'm doing just fine. That's good. I am glad of that. <laughs> that's the most important thing that you're doing fine. Well, it's one of the most looked upon hours that we are on with this particular program. Yeah. Everybody looked. Uh, Malcolm has done a tremendous job of informing a lot of our people. And um, everywhere I go, people just love it. That's the show 
that they seem to love, just really love each other. So we'll, we'll get that straightened out. Uh, and uh, I'll, 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 I'll probably come in. I don't know if Sap Star coming in. All right. Are y'all there? Yes, we are. Malcolm, you there? Yes, I am. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Did you, you did you hear what I said about uh, uh, uh I didn't hear the last part. Did you hear uh, about uh? I probably start coming into the studio. Are uh, you you gonna come to the studio? You think? Yeah, uh, that if if that will help. Uh, get this thing straight out. Oh, okay. Because uh, you have a great show. A great show. Yeah. And uh, you do a great job with it. And it's helping. It's not only informing people. It's, you do it in an entertaining way. See, to do talk radio is good to inform, but you have to enter- entertain. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the objectives that, that we had going in was to try to uh, communicate with, with with the audience, try to provide them some <clears throat> realistic type of alternatives and so that they can get a better understanding of the legal environment that, that, that they live in as it relates to their, uh, uh, affecting their wealth and well-being. And property mm-hmm. ownership and things like that. And so I am glad that we have been successful in that effort over the years. So uh, uh, to the extent that I make, can make the contribution, that's what I, that's what I will do. So hopefully we'll be able to work something out. Uh, in regards to that. Yeah, we will, uh, we will think about it and, and see what we can do. All right. So, uh, are, are you? Yeah, you'll be on today at eight o'clock. I, I, I'll be in at eight o'clock today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This, is, this is second Saturday. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, do my, do All right. my job. <laughs> All right. We'll be listening for you at eight o'clock. All right. Okay. Thank you. Don, do we have a call up here? Uh, yes. Uh, we have a. Uh, Uh, Sidman and uh, line two. Okay, Carla, can you hear? Who did he say? Who did uh, he say I, Sidman. Sigma? Uh, we'll see Sidman. in a minute. I, yeah. I didn't make that one out either, Reverend Burnett. Uh, Carla, are you there? Yes, I'm here. And what's your name? Sidman. Okay, that's why we didn't get it. <laughs> yep, almost like Sidman, but you know, not a, no, no, a Sidman. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this is wonderful. I am my name is Simon, and I actually I'm calling from Korean American community, and I called to share about an event that's coming up. And you know, we just need more collaboration, we need more exchanges between different communities. Okay. Hello. 
Hello? Hello? I think, yeah, she had a connection issue. I think she can call us back. 972-647-1893. Well, in the meantime, it's election day, Reverend Barnett. Uh, just want to remind people that they that those that are eligible to vote in these runoff elections, uh, they need to go ahead and exercise their right to vote because that person that gets that office may have a great impact on their community. So it's election day, it's runoff day, so those of you who are eligible, uh, please head to the polls and exercise your right to vote because people died in order for you to have that opportunity. All right, and Sinman is back. Yes, I am back. <laughs> I thought you called me off, but let's go. Um, well, you know, as I was saying, um, I'm calling in, and I'm from Green American Community here, and I just like more opportunities for us to mingle and mix and learn. And so I would like to invite all the listeners uh, of this event that's coming up this Sunday. Uh, Korean author. He's a 2023 Booker International Prize uh, author. He wrote a book called Whale. And he's coming. He's visiting. So I would like all of your listeners to come and uh, meet him. It's going, to be, it's going to happen at Dallas Contemporary Gallery um, in Art uh, Design District this Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. And we're going to have free wine, you can, you can enjoy the gallery exhibition, and you get to hear parts of the book, and we'll do a book signing. So please come, and let's kind of get to know each other. All righty. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Something I want to talk about. We need someone to call in. This is a call-in show. So this is 972-647-1893. And tell us what you think about what's going on in the world today. Uh, I want to... Well, one thing that's going on. We do have Juneteenth, the 19th of June. Uh And during this time... Uh, we've had festivals in Texas as long as I can remember, long before I was born, uh, which means that there seems to be a rekindling of uh, the festivals that the one we once had years ago. So uh, what do we think? Are we going to celebrate Juneteenth? Who out there is going to be celebrated the 19th of June. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Uh, Leon, have you ever celebrated Juneteenth? To be honest, Reverend Barnett, I had no idea being from the the southeast of Heart of Dixie what Juneteenth was because we celebrated Emancipation Proclamation on New Year's Day. And uh, when I moved to Texas, uh, people started talking about Juneteenth and I was saying, well, what is that? And then I found out the history of Juneteenth. And this was, what, 15 years ago or 12 years ago when I you know, first moved here and then I found out the history of Juneteenth. And I said, oh, they didn't tell the African-Americans in 
Texas that they were free until two years later. And I said, oh, that's ugly. They got two years of free labor off these cats. And now it's a national holiday. So, you know, I am glad that uh, it's celebrated. Uh, I think it deserves to be celebrated. Uh, and I'm just looking for a celebration. <laughs> well, it was a holiday. Do you really know what really killed that celebration? Uh, I piped it down. No. The Civil Rights Bill. Uh, interesting. When we got our civil rights in Texas, when we could go into public accommodations, into a hotel, uh, into a restaurant and sit down with white folks, that blacks just stopped for the most part celebrating Juneteenth. Okay. Stop. So, I mean, is it, we, 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 we're definitely the children of Israel. Hmm. We definitely, once we get blessed, we, we turn away from the things that got us to where we once were from or where we once were. Okay. We're definitely the children of Israel. That's us. That's us. And we allowed the holiday to die. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not good. Mm -hmm. It used to be so big, it was unreal. It was unreal. Now they talk about, uh, you ever heard them talk about Comanche Crossing? Not before I started listening to this show, Reverend Barnett. I didn't. Because, All right. I, you know. You should do something there in Sycamore Park there in Fort Worth. They had, they had a celebration. Okay. But, uh, that's that that that's really loud, and uh, it's just you know we didn't want to be seen. A lot of our folks didn't want to be seen and let it be known that they were celebrating Juneteenth. Isn't that something? We became ashamed of what had happened to us. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go right ahead. I can hear. And uh, we became ashamed of what happened, and it has not worked in in in, in several years. Several years it has been since we had a real virtual team. Hopefully, he come back and we can celebrate. But we want to get to the point where we celebrate real free, true free. Freedom in finances, freedom in lending practices from the banks and lending institutions in America, freedom not to be shot down and killed just because you are black. Real freedom in America is what we want to mark on that duck. Now, yeah. now uh, Pierre just handed me a note and said that uh, he's going to figure something out uh, as far as... Uh, the barrister uh, Robinson, so w he's going to work on a solution. So we'll just, you know, wait till him, wait till he rather uh, figures it out, and then we'll move from there. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. do, do we have any callers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a Sandra and a Sandra. 
Uh, actually, oh yes, Sandra is on line four. She's on. All right. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I am so glad that you are paying attention to and announcing uh, Juneteenth. But I want everyone to understand that the purpose of Juneteenth was inspired by uh, what God told Moses to the Hebrews, that he wanted them to celebrate this day, this day, forever, and to have a food festival, okay? And that's what we did. We followed the... Um, the, 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 the book Exodus, okay? And so what happened is the South was very, very disappointed. They did not get reparations. They were uh, treated, they were treated, um, uh, um, they had to apply to fall back into the Union. They were denigrated. Uh, their cotton was stolen, their horses, their mules, everything was destroyed in the South. So when the Republicans got in charge, they made Juneteenth the day that the South surrendered. And that's why you have different dates. There are actually 15 emancipation dates in the United States. And January 1 was really the day that we were free. We were truly free on January the 1 because they, uh, Congress ratified it and uh, the states approved it. And so, therefore, um, it became effective January 1. But in the South, they, the Republicans had them celebrated you know, on the day that the South defeated themselves, surrendered, rather. So I'm glad that, uh, and we've uh, we've got about 18 festivals uh, going on now. I don't know if you've read the news, but Pittsburgh, Juneteenth uh, sponsor, is accusing the state and the city of putting a lot of restrictions on um, their uh, celebrating the Juneteenth. So much to the point where he really canceled it and the city brought it back and said, no, we're still going to have it. So I don't know if you saw saw that happen, but that's what happened in Texas and in, across the South. They didn't want to celebrate it. And in Dallas, uh, between Juanita Kraft and... Other elected officials, uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson and different ones who went down to the legislature and uh, didn't like the fact that they served watermelon to um, to uh, Al Edwards when he got it declared a state holiday. So it's been a lot of confusion as to whether or not we should celebrate Juneteenth or if we should ignore it. And um, because God said to the Hebrews, that he wanted them to celebrate it forever. I want to celebrate it, but I want to do it for the right purpose. Not just to be having a party. All right. Thank you very much for that uh, enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to make an announcement. I want to make an announcement. This Friday, this Friday, 
coming up this Friday, we are having a Juneteenth happy hour, and it's free to all who want to come. They just need to RSVP to 214-498-5298. That's this Friday, a Juneteenth happy hour. We're bringing... um, the Booger T. Washington's great-granddaughter uh, to give remarks and to give thanks for the arts magnet at Booger T. Washington. And then we're going to go to Comanche Crossing Saturday. Uh, Comanche Crossing to the Juneteenth there. Okay, and now where, where is this uh, first activity going to be held that you mentioned in phone number four? And what time? Okay, it's going to be held from 5 to 7 o'clock at the Pittman Hotel. Now, Pittman Hotel was the Knights of Pythia. It's a historic district. It was designed by William Sidney Pittman, who was the former son-in-law of Booker T. Washington. And he, you talk about history, he has become my hero because what happened was... He designed all of these buildings. He was the first black architect in the state of Texas. And um, he left Tuskegee, uh, and he, he wanted to build his own fame, so he left Tuskegee and came to Texas. And he designed 10th Street um, Church, uh, several uh, Knights of Pythia, uh, in Fort Worth, Waxahachie, uh, different places uh, in the North Texas. And when the blacks first started getting their money, they hired white architects. And he was so upset over that because, you know, he had built, built things and they lasted obviously very long because uh, the Knights of Pythia is now Pittman Hotel, and it's been there uh, since the uh, early 1900s. Okay, we got to go uh, to a break. So can you give that phone number and the location one more time? Okay, it's 5 to 7, and after 7 we dance until we go home, 11 o'clock. And it's the Pittman Hotel, 2525 Elm Street, and the number is... Two one four four nine eight five two nine eight. And thank you for the uh, announcement. All right, so we gotta go to break, and then we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'ma kick it with the line, y'all know. And we're back at seven forty-five. Uh, Reverend Barnett, I wanted to mention something. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, there's a piece of land on Wheatland Road uh, across from Carter High School uh, behind the uh, the new Dallas County Service Building and uh, across from Friendship West Church. And somebody's trying to put a warehouse facility there. And, a warehouse? Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, the people in the neighborhood don't want it because they don't want the track. They they don't want the tractor trailers going up down the street by Carter High School, the church, the the county government center. So Uh we just want the listeners to understand that 
if they, you know, if they understand what we're talking about, they need to call their council person and say, we don't want this facility at this particular location on Wheatland Road because it's too much residential and, and educational stuff going on there. And that's just not yeah. appropriate place to put it. Okay. Uh, now, which uh, this is uh, the west side of Carter. Uh, it's across from Carter. Uh, you would say south because right. it's across the street from Carter. Friendship West Church is on. on I'm sorry. Friendship West. It's it's between Friendship West and the County Government Center. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. It's a big piece Thank of land you. there. And, uh, the and they people, want to put a warehouse down there. <laughs> yeah, they want to put a warehouse. Uh, some, some whatever, tractor-trailer facility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there a contact number that people can call? Let me get that for you. Who want to be a part of this? Let me, let me research that further, and then I will come get back uh, next week with... Uh, a, n- a number. Okay. All right. All right. Now we got a caller. So who do we have here? All right. We have Ike on uh, line two. Ike. Hi. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ram Barnett and Dion and Pierre. How y'all doing this morning? We're doing fine. Great. We're doing fine. Well, I, I just heard the announcement that Leon made about that property. I'm familiar with that property, and uh, I'd like to, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's in Casey Thomas District, if I'm not mistaken. But if it is, uh, then Jalen Gracie will be the man, uh, uh, Jalen Gracie or Joe Cave, it's in the runoff. And one of them will have to address this issue. But at the same time, for years, I have been told that uh, Friendship West owned that property because it was like a lot of development that they had planned on putting in there. And it never came, but I don't know who owns the property, but it's something for the community to be alerted about. But I just called in to talk about this. I called in uh, about Joe King and other things going on, and I think that uh, Joe King, you know, he was a national holiday now, but it seems like every time we get a national holiday, somebody try to circumvent it. I think now they're trying to make it gay pride month, mm-hmm. gay pride month. Mm-hmm. It's always something when it comes down to something that black people fight to get. Mm-hmm. So I will be celebrating Jones King probably down in Lee County getting infected with my family. But uh, another good thing about Jones is Ken Paxton got impeached and Donald Trump got indicted. <laughs> a few more things in here because I oppressed yeah, funny. Uh, that has oppressed us for years and uh, are being oppressed themselves. So we need to keep our eye out on the on on uh, Donald Trump's indictment. And I want to say this: I'm gonna get out in front of it. All this talk about our national security being at jeopardy uh, with Donald Trump and the and the top secret documents. I'm not buying into that that our national security is being uh, in jeopardy. I think our national security has been breached and they're playing on words because we don't know what Trump has done with these documents 
He mm-hmm. checked and keep him to sell with his friends. Mm-hmm. So I thank y'all for taking my call, and uh, I will sit back and enjoy the show. Have a great day. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972-647-1893. Do we have a call? Yeah, we have a James from Palestine on line three. All right, bring him on. Good morning, James. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good to hear you, boss. And I've been keeping up listening and not able at time to get in. But Mr. Ween and I are doing just great here in Palestine. We continue to work like you're doing there in the Metroplex. You and Leon, Ike, and all him and all the work he's doing. So, Rev. Barnett, as you mentioned earlier on at the beginning of the program is how do we unite? Juneteenth is the time that we should come together and appreciate what happened to us. I mean, you know, as far as educating our people, this, here, let me say this in the Rev. Pro time run out. In Palestine, since 1993, I, along with 14 other guys, got together, and we've been trying to keep this Juneteenth celebration going. My wife and some other women, they put pageants together to keep teach our young folks life skills and appreciation of who they are in the name of the Lord, not so much as being a free slave, but we want to educate our young people, our elderly people that may not know. That's what we've been doing, and we, we've been, we got approval from the Anderson County Commissioner Court. What we do, we did with a lady named Nancy Taylor. She received the Yellow Rose of Texas Award from Bush when he was the governor. She, along with us, put together a Freeman March. Listen at this right quick, four time or not. In 1861, as I think it was Sunday was speaking a little bit about, that's when Abraham Lincoln was making the proposal to get that proclamation done. And they, he had trouble with it. So in 1863, they went back at it again, and they didn't get it done then. And then they got it done in 1865. Now, here's like the, uh, Leon, was, you mentioned the Leon about two years, two and a half years of free labor. In 1865, you know, Barton Granger went down there to Galveston and did that thing there. But in 1866, the, the people in Texas and the United States would not accept us as free human beings and would not give us the rights as a human being. That was in 1866 during the convention that they had. So what they did, they reconvened re- in 1868. That's when we got the right to vote and all. And here in Palestine, Anderson County, at the courthouse, armed, armed with weapons in their hand, Union soldiers escorted people in Palestine to the courthouse to be able to vote and probably did it all over Texas and the United States. That is the history that we need to kind of have in our mind, those dates from 1861. And part of that, Reverend Burnett, is watch nights. I see very concerned here in Palestine when us as colored folks or whatever they want to call us, we'll run the church that night, eat a little bit, pray a little bit, sing a little bit, and we leave. But what I don't do that, but what we need to do is watch night was when the slaves were waiting to hear the news from Abraham Lincoln that we were set free, made free, or proclaimed free. But instead of running up there having a little singing and dancing and stuff, let's don't do that. Let's appreciate the delivery from two Abraham, Abraham and Isaac, and Abraham Lincoln, put those two Abraham together, and let's do this the right way, educate our people, and we, we, we can come together, like you said, and stop this senseless shooting and going on. I'm willing to come toward Dallas or meet our halfway or whatever in that case going on in Atlanta. Really, we really need to come together. All these so-called church folks and preachers and things, 
You may get upset with James Smith, but I say that same thing when I'm up speaking here in Palestine. We need to quit playing with the laws and come together. Y'all, you preachers that call yourself a preacher, pastor, bishop, folks, and all of them, you're playing with the laws. You're playing with the wrong ones. You better come on with it. All y'all up there, you love them Dallas Cowboys and all. You spend all your money, go be with them. Get them to come be at some of your events and, and tell them police to quit shooting black folks down like they're doing. We need to get real about this thing, and that's how I am down here. There ain't no transmission policy that way, and if the Lord ain't ready for me to die, guess what? You can shoot me, cut me, or whatever. I ain't not going nowhere. So this is what we need to do, and I appreciate you, Leon, and the and Absolutely. That's that's a sad I mean, part right there. We got we got we got a runoff going on and everything. I guarantee you, I bet you y'all have five percent of the people that will go to the polls and vote. That's normally the way it is. Mm-hmm. How many of them gonna go to a sporting event or to a, some musical event? Packed. You have more of them in there than you will voting. That's Packed. the sad part. Yeah. Preacher folks, I'm telling you, Reverend Bonnet, folks, trying to run out for me. Preachers, y'all need to get get involved. I don't care if you're a deacon or whatever you are. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be a leader of God's people. He's a sheep. You know how sheep are. They wait and depend upon the leader, right. the shepherd. And you call yourself a shepherd? I don't care if you're licensed or unlicensed or if you're a black man. You're supposed to be tending the garden like Adam was supposed to be doing. This my wife and I, we talk about this a lot. Tending the garden. I need to tend my family here. Black men, when something happens to one black male, female... Whether it's a child or elephant, we all the care. Right. You claim love thy neighbor and you love Jesus. Jesus, how can you love me who you never seen? And what are you built right there? Right. This is what we all about. All right, I'll make room for somebody else. Thank y'all. All All right, right. thank you for your call. Do we have room for another call, Pierre? 647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? We have Councilman um, Casey Thomas on uh, line two. All right. Good morning, Casey. Oh, good morning, Pastor Boyd. Good morning, Leon. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, I won't be on long today. Is of course election day. Mm-hmm. It is a runoff for my for the seat that I was elected to. So tonight we'll know who the new council member for District Three is. But what I wanted to mm-hmm. couple things I want to say: one, I'm co-hosting with Fido Cliff a men's health conference. It is at Thurgood Marshall Recreation Center. Absolutely free. Got a lot of good resources. I'm going to share my, share my health testimony. 
this morning as well. So we're asking all men, especially black men, come out to Thurgood, free lunch. We got a, a nice, healthy lunch that's going to be provided as well this morning, not starting at 9.30 a.m., Thurgood Marshall Recreation Center, 5150 Mark Trailway. And say that one more time. It's a men's health conference. It starts at 9.30. It's over, I believe, 1 o'clock. Free lunch. There's a Marshall Recreation Center, 5150 uh, Mark Trailway, uh, right there, okay. right off of Hampton. And then, uh, last but not least, and Leon, I'm really surprised you didn't correct uh, Ike Steen. Leon, you there? Yes, I am. Uh, are you talking about whose district uh, that land is in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I wasn't really sure, but since you're the council person and you're the expert on those, why don't you enlighten us on how that actually well, works? Well, Leon, you're a member of Princeton West, right? Yeah, but I can't. I, when I'm doing this, I have to maintain impartiality as best I can. And so I just... Yeah, yeah, but facts are facts. And, you know, Councilman Atkins has represented that district since you got here because uh, he's been there at least eight years. Actually, he's completing almost year 16. Okay. Two years. So, but the reason I wanted to make sure that fact was known was because I knew nothing about it at all until past, uh, First Lady Haynes and several members of Friendship West came and spoke about it during the public speaking time at the council meeting. Mm -hmm. I met with Pastor Haynes last Friday. And he agreed. Yeah, I'm not surprised you didn't know anything about it. It's not your district. And it didn't directly impact you. So he informed me more about it than I had even known up to this point. Okay. So it's in District 8. It's the Council Actions District. And the other thing, Leon, I don't know if you noticed or not, because you didn't mention this, it is already zoned for industrial. So it's not a situation to where they're coming in asking for a zoning change. It's already zoned industrial. And that's why the fight is so big of a fight, because it's zoned for them to go ahead and be able to bring it in. Okay. But the problem is it's not conducive to what would be beneficial to the neighborhood or the community. So I want to make sure all the listeners have all the facts anytime that I can provide them or provide any kind of support. So thank you, gentlemen. I'll be listening. I'm headed to the polls to vote, and I'll be out. And uh, I'll be back on next week. Have a good day. Yes, perhaps, right, yeah. perhaps we can get Tanel Atkins to call in and give us his take on what's going on uh, in the future. Uh, and now we're going to take our top of the hour break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. And we're back. And it's the top of the hour on Church Information and Open Forum. 972-647-1893 and it's customary on the second Saturday of the month we have the barrister attorney Malcolm Robinson and he's going to be taking your calls and uh, attorney Robinson are you there? I'm here. Okay. Now can you give us a little uh, background for the, the listeners as to what you specialize and what you talk about and how you uh, how you handle your business? Well, primarily what we do is we do uh, uh, probate, real estate, wills and trust. That's a, that's our law firm, Robinson and Hoskins. So we concentrate in that area. 
a focus of what we work on is really the the development and recognition of wealth and how a person not only can recognize the wealth that they may have, but how that wealth is going to be disposed of upon their death or during the time of their life, depending on how they want to do that. So wealth, the primary wealth is land. So we focus a lot on, on land and real estate. But also, the is also uh, you focus on the any type of monetary wealth that you may have. So that's that's the overall overall view of uh, our practice of Robinson and Hoskins. And uh, just giving you a general idea of what what's involved. Real Marnett, you got anything you want to say? Oh, well, yes, because if you look at the law and look at how it's really handled, they got that from the Bible. Once the children of Israel got to the promised land, God divided uh, the land up by tribes. And as they went by tribes, and this group stayed here, this tribe stayed here, they had the same law. They were divided by tribes, but they had the same law to govern all of them to keep them together as a people. And if we can learn from that, we can differ. We can be in different towns. We can be in different states in different places. But we need to learn to be together as a people. There should be certain laws that we don't break toward one another. We don't turn on one another. We we should have something. Our thinking should be the same on certain things. That we we see it the same thing because we have been taught to be governed by certain things in our lives. Now, I've learned so much listening uh, to Attorney Robertson from listening to him because God knows 90% of the people if not higher believe because of birth right you are heirs automatic heirs to certain properties and certain things you when, he, when he told me that <laughs> that's not true not only in Texas but not in America that that, that shocked a lot of people. A lot of people feel real from that once they think about it. Attorney uh, Robinson? Yes. How we conduct ourselves when a will is probated. Can you tell us how probating the will, how do that go? Well, that's what happens is if person prepares, prepares a will, which we always, we advise that they do, that they, they come in and an application to probate the will is filed in the probate court. In our case, it would be Dallas County, but it could be Tarrant County or, or uh, they have, whichever county would be applicable to your situation. And mm-hmm. in the application to, to probate the will, we ask the court to uh, recognize the will, accept the will, uh, determine whether the will complies with the uh, code and the uh, Texas uh, state code regarding uh, uh, distribution 
of uh, uh, inheritance. And so then the court does that, and the application to probate the will is reviewed by the court. And subsequently, the court would make a decision to accept the will of probate to indicate that whoever the executor or successor executor that's named in the will uh, can keep the executor. That person uh, has to qualify, with which they which they would do, and take it out, and then they get the necessary authority to not only uh, probate the will, but also make sure that the provisions in the will is executed in accordance with the with the testator, the, the deceased person. So that's the overall view of how that works. Well, now, uh, what if uh, two pe- people are by the same blood kindred from the, the person deceased asking for the same property? The same thing. Do, uh, a judge make a decision there. How is that carried out? Well, if we if we talking about a will, that 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 would not necessarily be an issue unless the person who uh, disagreed with the provisions in the will, then they would contest the will, and then the, the court would resolve the uh, the contest itself. Uh, mm-hmm. In a situation where a person dies without a will. They die intestate, and so then, what happens when a person dies without a will? The state of Texas really stepped in under the probate code, and they outlined what would what would happen to the person's uh, asset in the event of their demise, and uh, that's the descent distribution aspect of the of the probate code. So those are two different aspects of it, and. Uh, the probate court is the court of proper jurisdiction uh, to handle that. Now, all counties do not have probate court. They are, they'll go through their regular uh, district court. District court carries out that that, uh, that that duty. And they have the authority under the code to, to act. And in that situation, a district court would take the necessary action. But in Dallas County, you have a probate court. And those counties that they have probate court, the probate court has jurisdiction over that aspect of it. So all that is is very important. Well, is is this ever handled in a federal court? Well, not, no. This is a, basically it's a state court jurisdiction. The federal court does not have jurisdiction over it. Now, there might be some situations in which the federal court may have some type of role in it, but that would have to be assessed from the individual uh, case itself. But no, it's a it's a state court issue, state constitution, state court, and application of laws of the state of Texas. Uh, what would be the largest case you ever seen in Texas? the largest probate we are, the outcome and the amount of money involved. What's the what's the biggest one you've ever seen? The largest one that I ever seen. <laughs> yeah, well, let's put it like this. It, I mean it's hard to determine that because depending on the size of the first wealth and the asset. But uh 
involved. Any any large, I mean, anyone that you could think of that has tremendous amount of wealth, uh, I guess would be the largest one I ever had. They had a and each one of those, mm-hmm. handled, both of those are handled through will and trust. And so, you know, uh, that's the way you that that's the way you resolve the issues that that they are involved with. We got a caller, gentlemen. So, uh, alrighty. So, who do we have here? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a uh, councilwoman Caroline Arnold on uh, line three. All righty. Good morning, councilwoman. Meeting earlier. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Uh, my voice, good morning. So my voice is a little distorted because I'm hoarse, but I, I don't want to take anything away from from uh, the legal conversation this morning. But I did want to make just a couple of quick announcements, but it all goes back to uh, what you said earlier, Reverend Barnett, is staying together and staying involved and taking care of that vote. Now, when mm-hmm. quickly, just quickly, on the Juneteenth, I did want to make sure that we announced that at 10 a.m. Friday morning, this Friday, I think it's June 15th, at City Hall, uh, we will have Greg Ellis who will raise the uh, Juneteenth flag that will fly over the city of Dallas for uh, over the weekend, you know, through the uh, Juneteenth uh, week. And so let me double check on my date because he, he was so, that's June 16th at 10 a.m. at City Hall. He was very instrumental in pushing education and understanding around Juneteenth. So it'll be a short presentation. But we do want folks to know that the flag will fly over the city of Dallas uh, over this weekend. But it becomes important to know also we'll have several events around the city. But first of all, know exactly what the meaning of Juneteenth is and how we got to where we are with it becoming a national holiday. Number two, our bond meeting, and this goes back to our money we talked about, taxpayers' dollars. June 21st is District 4's bond meeting at Beckley Center at 6.30 a.m. Remember, we're dealing with billions of dollars on this bond package. Translated, it means taxpayers' dollars, and we need to be at the table to decide how our money will be spent. Now, third, this is very important. Uh, We have a very important vote that's been delayed for almost a year on DART. We Mm -hmm. have over $111 million dollars that was going to be distributed between across uh, the whole city and all council districts. There mm-hmm. is a project in district, I believe it's 12, it's Carol Mendelson's district. There, but we're, we've been talking about this called the Cotton Line and now it's called the Silver Line, where a fast, it's kind of like a fast rail would help connect North Dallas, you know, like Plano to the airport and some of those areas. What happened mm-hmm. is the council member and her constituents there had some concerns about how they want that train line to be established. But the bottom line is this. Their pushback over the last year has caused us to lose about $30 million approximately, if not more. Mm. I think it's going to be up. Right now, we we stand to get, DART has agreed, uh, city managers have negotiated, 
we, my, our staff has been through a great deal trying to get DART to give money that belongs to the citizens who pay sales tax. Because we all pay sales tax, and 1% of that goes to DART for mobility. So now we have to decide. We're now down to $90 million. We have one council member in her district who's holding up this distribution of this money because of whatever political maneuvering they're doing. So I'm simply Mm -hmm. asking folks to call us at 214-670-0780. That's 214-670-0780 Monday to find out how they can get online to speak. The money that DART is giving to us helps with what the plan, our plan of mobility, street sidewalks. I'm trying to get a sound wall down here and lead better so folks don't have to hear that train blow. Every council member has a plan, but every time it delays, those in the underserved communities get pushed back further behind. So this is $90 million of taxpayers' sales tax that we have allowed one person for political maneuvering to hold us up. So there will be a, a, a transportation meeting, I think, Monday at 1 o'clock to kind of give it a highlight. But the big bang is Wednesday. And we need people to speak that we want our money. Mm-hmm. We want the money that's promised us for infrastructure mm-hmm. so we don't have to sit back and keep begging for economic development to come to our community. So I did want to put that there. But it goes back to the vote and holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. This is very, very, very critical that we not let this money go down the pipe without us fighting for it. Mm-hmm. And so, well, Councilwoman, yeah, yeah, let me ask you something. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, elderly people, had some way, somehow, they end up losing their property. Right. And, uh, uh, do uh, you y'all ever advise them to contact a lawyer to handle? Uh, they look to, for property they worked all their lives for. Right. Now this is what we have done, especially with Tenth Street. We put in. I think we, the council, voted unanimously to put in money for a contract. We're doing RFPs to get legal advice, so we could have an attorney available. But anyone, and really, it was history, but it was in particular, but it was anyone in the city to get advice on how to clean up their title. Because we can't help them if they don't own the property. This is what uh, Attorney Malcolm is talking about. You have to own the property. Now, we also, uh, we can't, like, give a legal advice, but what we can do is we can hold seminars also so that they can uh, ask the attorneys their own information. But what I will say in going out today is that if anyone sees major development, and I don't mean infield where they're building a house in a house there, when you see major uh, tractors turning that dirt like over here near the gateway where we know there's going to be some some gentrification, you need to get Mm -hmm. your type clear on your house. You need to understand probate like the, uh, the attorney is talking to us now. You need to understand this is a legal process. See, so many people want to do that bootleg uh, <laughs> legal process. You can't do no bootleg when you're talking about ownership of real property. Because some folks' property may very right. well end up in a position 
of, of with eminent domain potentially. So they need to understand what Attorney Mackelson is saying. It costs to be the boss. If you own the dirt, you can make some decisions. If you own that deed, you can make some decisions. But we cannot do this bootleg, let me download a lawyer to get this done. These are real serious conversations. So we're going to... That's why it's called real estate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> real so estate. Just, not that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, right. So I'll let you all go, but we need to understand what an uh, attorney is saying. It's costing him commitment to share this with us once a month. He's doing what some are not doing, trying to help us understand you cannot, even on Saturdays, you're not going to get free legal, full legal service by just talking. We have to understand the importance of being in the game. Voting is one, but to protect ourselves. Which two is hey, using them dollars, like the, uh, was said earlier, instead of going to some of these things that we choose to go to, you know, going to games and, and buying beautiful cars, you need to protect the real property and it's gonna cost us. So I appreciate and I hope I've been able to share a little bit, but I appreciate not only you, Pastor, uh, continue to push this and we put your health and strength, but uh, Attorney Malcolmson, we appreciate you making a sacrifice to share the very basic information of how to make sure you own the property. And thank you, Leon, for volunteering. So that's my day. I'm going to come back to the next Saturday if the Lord says so. All right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very okay. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Attorney Robinson, uh, are you uh, are you dealing with people that might be on the verge of losing their land, losing their property because of how does it work when uh, do the county uh, do they take their property from because they such as things as taxes? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me. You always want to make sure that your property taxes are paid. That's number one. But what you need mm -hmm. to understand is payment of property taxes doesn't give you any legal title or interest in the property. You just are obligated, you have obligated yourself to pay the property taxes. So, mm -hmm. uh, but it's important to make sure that the property taxes are paid. So you have to keep up with that. Because if you don't, yeah. then the county or the state local government, they are going to move against you and and to uh, move against your interest in the property if you have any interest. So that's very important. Uh, but the thing is, payment of property tax alone does not give you legal right or interest in the property. That's the important mm -hmm. part. Yeah. Now that, that's another one that shocked me when you said that because I know so many people Say I'm going down there and pay the taxes on this property. I'm gonna keep the taxes up. So when Mama or Daddy die, you know I get it. But you said that is not necessarily true. That's correct, gentlemen. We have a call. Okay. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Dennis on uh, line four. Dennis. Yes. All right. Good morning, Dennis. I, I have a question pertaining to the very 
last question here, Reverend Barnett asked. Um, there is a family who has a property, and uh, the property taxes weren't kept up. So it was three siblings. One of the siblings, the, the, the person did die. One of the, one of the siblings went and caught the property taxes up. Uh, went paid the property taxes, I should say. And um, they went to probate. And uh, there wasn't an executor that was mentioned, but one person, the person who paid the property taxes, uh, someone made himself <laughs> the executor. And the other two are thinking that they're not going to get any money uh, now. Um, there was a will, of course, and it was probated. So how does a situation like that work out or should work out, should I ask? Well, normally, if the will was probated, then the, the court declared who are the heirs of the deceased person. And the heirs would have certain right, uh, rights and legal rights and interests themselves as being declared heirs. But they, they, if there's a will, the will will control in terms of who the beneficiaries are that's named in the will. So you balance the court's jurisdiction in declaring who are the legal heirs with the provisions in the will to make a determination as to how the asset is going to be resolved. The asset is being resolved through the will. The, the court would not only declare who are the legal heirs of the deceased, but it could also uh, take jurisdiction to admit and probate the will. So all that has to be balanced out in terms of going forward. So in essence, regardless of who paid the taxes, once the everything is settled um, before the money is distributed, the person who paid the taxes will be reimbursed and the money will be distributed to the three of them. The remaining funds will be distributed to the three of them. Is that normally how that, that goes? No, there's no requirement of the person who paid the property taxes to be reimbursed from the deceased estate. That's not a requirement. Now, really? it can be a requirement if, in fact, there's some type of language or documentation that would indicate that. And in a will, if there's a will that's been, uh, there's an application to probate the will, there may be provisions in the will that, that may address that. But, no, that's not the case. Oh, so you have brought up another topic that I think we should all be aware of when a will is written. Uh, because I, I, you know, I'm not trying to assume, because you know what, what, what they say when you do assume, but I was under the impression that um, if someone did come forth out of the three and pay up the taxes, that they would be reimbursed once the funds were uh, released or, or, the, or I, should, I should say the case settled um, and uh, they would get their their money back and the remainder would go, you know, be split three ways that way or however it is uh, written in the will. No, that's not the case unless there's some type of independent documentation or something between the parties or as part of provisions of the will that would 
survive for that. But no, you not you don't get reimbursed for payment of property tax. You're not entitled mm-hmm. to that. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, sharing your knowledge with me, sir. Have a blessed day. All right. Right before we go to our next caller, I wanted to reiterate this uh, scholarship opportunity that I have available. Uh, a full scholarship for a African-American high school graduate with a B, average or better. B means 3.0. Uh, this opportunity is not in the state of Texas. It's to a certain college. I, my friend's daughter, who was uh, magna cum laude from Cedar Hill High School, she has applied, and uh, we're waiting on paperwork to come back. So if you have a high school senior who fits that criteria, the number is 972-808-6932. That's 972-808-6932. All right, do we have another caller, Pierre? We don't? Okay. Uh, Graham Barnett, you, uh, you can... Chime in whatever you want to say. All right. When we, when we begin to see people, uh, when we begin to see people's relatives passing away, and uh, a lot of people go through this age, this, uh, usually this happens, your, your, your average uh, uh, client uh, is probably in their 40s, late 40s, 50s, right there. Uh, maybe 60s. Uh, most of your clients about that age, I, I say. Is that a question? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, uh, no, actually, I would say most of the clients are in the 50s, 60s. I think if we took a, if we knew 50s, 60s, we don't know everybody's actual age, but I would, I would, I would, I would say right, right around fifties and sixties, because that's when people start really looking at at their future and 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 their disposition of their assets, accumulation of assets, and things of that sort. Now, let me say this, Barnett. Whatever you say here on this program, I want people to go and consult with an attorney and get the attorney to advise you regarding your situation. Alright, we gotta go to a quick break, gentlemen, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, you know? Alright, Attorney Robinson, uh, uh, the barrister, can you uh, go ahead and continue with your your comment? So what I, what I was saying is, whatever we, whatever we say, whatever I say, I want people to go and consult with an attorney regarding their situation. Just don't accept mm-hmm. what we say. You go and consult with an attorney who can advise you of your situation. If 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 I don't accomplish anything else in, in, in terms of this aspect of this program, get people to go and consult with an attorney of their choosing regarding their situation and get a determination as to what rights and obligations that they have. That's the most important thing. And if you do that, uh, you will uh, get good, sound legal advice that can address you regarding your situation. That's the most important thing. If we, if we don't get anything else out of this program other than that, 
I will be satisfied because I will know that you are getting good, sound legal information regarding your situation. That's important. All right, Ron Barnett, can you take a few minutes to talk about your... Um... There are certain ages that parents, if they're lucky, parents die. And uh, they, are, they begin to look at uh, inheritance and things at a, at a certain age. Should they look at things earlier than those uh, ages, uh, the 50s and 60s? Uh, I would say so, and I would say there's more African-Americans who are doing that because of, as the African-American community begin to acquire certain assets at earlier ages and begin to look at disposition of the assets, then yes, that there there is an increase in terms of actually uh, realizing those things that need to be done or may need to be done upon their upon their death. Because they're acquiring assets or they're acquiring rights to assets at, at earlier ages than they may have in the past. So that's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like uh, <coughs> we really get concerned about the future at a later age <coughs> than, than people of uh, of the ethnicity, we seem to don't worry about uh, property, uh, worry about inheritance and things like that until we get at least fifty, somewhere well longer than there. And I've noticed that. Uh, should uh, can they obtain lawyers and pay lawyers throughout earlier years so that law, so they are that. That, that lawyer would be available at a, at a certain age. Of course, they, they seek out attorneys, and yes, they should. You know, if 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 they retain the attorney, so they can get the legal advice, and and so that they can make certain decisions at earlier ages that may affect them in later years. That's very very important. So yes, I've noticed. I've noticed that. Uh, we should uh, obtain attorneys in, th- in, 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 in this amount of times I have been shocked to know how much property we still own as a people here since you've been doing this show I've, I've had people so many walk up to me and ask me about uh, you and, and their property they have down in East Texas uh, South Texas or wherever West, it did. I didn't realize we own that much property. So is there still a lot of property out there that African Americans own that's not here in in the city, but somewhere uh, another part of the state? That's been my, that's been my observation. Just in talking with people, that they they own or have have uh, access to in other parts of the uh, state and uh, and they need to get clarification as to what their uh, legal position is in regards to that property. Some some of the properties that they own uh, or have access to, they own it with other relatives jointly. And so mm-hmm. the, the, in looking at the situation in regards to their joint ownership, uh, 
they, they need to get legal advice so that they can understand what their rights are as relates not only to the property but uh, to each other. Uh, and that's going to affect certain things that they, are, they may do with the property. That's very important. Now, uh, uh, when we say property, uh, we we are we are talking about cars and different things like clothes and different things like that. Does, well, does that will that usually come up in a probate hearing? Yes, the uh, that's personal property. Uh, personal property is all property and assets that's not real property. Real property is is land. So, right. you know, personal property that comes up as well because people have accumulated. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised how many assets people have accumulated over the years that has some value. So the personal property attention needs to be addressed the same way the real property is. Yeah, because one of the biggest fights I've seen when it comes to uh, uh, one of these uh, probates is uh, this woman that passed had a whole lot of big you know them beautiful hats these uh, black women wear to church? Yeah, <laughs> yes. She had a number of those and things like that. And another woman, wanted, two different women wanted those hats. And it came up that uh, that was a really a real squabble. Mm. Uh, do, do you get into any of those? Uh, yes, uh, we have gotten involved in those disputes. Uh, regarding like mink coke <laughs> mm. and art mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'd be surprised mm. uh, in regards to that those type things but people really because they, they accumulate both uh, real value and sentimental value in those things and they want those things to be addressed upon their demise so whenever we we uh, assist people in doing their wills. We always bring it up that they that they recognize those things and and they can try and address it when they prepare their will. So that that's very important. So, well, we, content, contents in a home. Uh, there be certain things in that house. Uh, where, uh, if the person get the house, do they do they automatically get the contents of the house? No. That's not correct. And so, not unless it's, there's some documentation that says that. So, the, you, when you get the home, uh, uh-huh. do not, the contents do not automatically come with it unless there's documentation that says there's some type of agreement in regards to that. Uh, say uh, a, a piano or organ or some, some large, nice piece of furniture. Uh, if the person gets the house, uh, can someone else uh, come and and take something out of that house? Uh, uh, how would that work? Well, when you say someone else, I, I'm not. It depends on who we talking about. Uh, generally, generally speaking, if the person gets the house, the contents do not automatically come with it unless there's documentation to say so. So you don't just uh, get the house and then uh, everybody come and grab what they want and move and, and take it out of the house. So, in fact, when the person when a person dies, the estate is frozen. 
all assets, real and personal property, on the date of their death. So uh-huh. they become subject to being part of the estate as of the date of their death. And the value of everything as of the date of their death is what determines the value of their estate. So, well, you know, it seems like uh, some people might come in and raid the house while the person is on their deathbed. They're not dead yet, but you, you, you pretty well know they, they're about to pass. And uh, clean, clean can, can you get that property back if they come in and say clean that house out? Well, if the person hasn't died, then a lot of people try to take advantage of the condition of the of the proposed deceit. They cannot, right. cannot come and just clean it out because it still belongs to the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Belongs to the and it be, remains there unless they take some action to give it away or to sell it or something prior to their death. So we've had those situations as well. And, uh, you know, all that has to be clarified. So that's another reason why you consult with an attorney. So you, so you, you, you realize that and recognize that. And, uh, also let me say this, the issue of community property is something that needs to be recognized, analyzed and addressed. So if you are, uh, have a community property interest with someone you may not be married to, uh, then that needs to be looked at as well. To determine what rights, if any, the person who you are cohabiting with, uh, what rights they may have in terms of any of your assets prior to your death. Well, now, would you suggest people Knowing a person is very ill and could pass, how highly possible, likely, would you uh, advise them to get the lawyer then before the person passed? Oh well, yeah. Uh, hopefully, they would have already uh, uh, got legal advice just just in the normal operation. But yes, if they have not, then they then they need to get legal uh, advice and consultation at that time for sure. All right. It's time for our 8.45 break and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. And we're back for our final segment on Church Information and Open Forum with the Reverend Marion Barnett. And before we return to questions for the barrister, Reverend Barnett, can you tell us about your Sunday church service for all the listeners? Oh, yeah. 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, listen to Marion Barnett Sr. They have a joy church. And uh, everybody is welcome to come and enjoy the Lord with us. So everybody is welcome, everybody. Y'all come visit me tomorrow morning. Come visit the Lord tomorrow morning with us at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Leon. All right. Absolutely. Um, uh, Attorney Robinson, 
Yes. He's, he's there. Now, yeah. uh, we, 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 people seem, I, the reason why I'm answering in, uh, this line of questioning, people don't seem to want to get an attorney until they get sort of in a crack. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I understand. And, uh, and I, is a tur- attorney more expensive if they start earlier? Uh, is there a level of payment that they could do to make sure that they have some rep- representation when they pass? Well, well, let, let me just say this. And, you know, I can't speak for all individual attorneys in terms of uh, how they do that. But I think that if a person is diligent in terms of and, and recognizes what, what's at stake in terms of, of the legal consultation that they need, then they go and get appropriate legal consultation at an early stage before the fact, not after the fact. And if they uh-huh. get it before the fact, it'll be more uh, beneficial to them and the overall cost will... Uh, will be real, uh, cost reduction will be realized. So that's very important. So we should not let the cost of what we anticipate the cost would be to anyway deter our ability to get, get legal advice and consultation. Because I, I guarantee you, if you get it early, it's going to work out for you. It, it's going to be more beneficial for you. If you wait late, uh-huh. you're going to have more problems. And you can lose your your benefit that you would have realized if you had got that early. All right, gentlemen, we have a caller. All righty. Who is the PR? It's uh, Misty on uh, line three. Misty? Yes, Misty. All righty. Uh, good morning, Misty. Hey, uh, and good morning, Reverend Barnett, and uh, to... Um, uh, attorney Malcolm Robinson. Yeah, I have a question. I was wondering, how can you find out whether or not property has been probated? I didn't hear that last question. How could you find out how, whether or not uh, a property has been probated after the death of the owner? How could you find out? Well, what you do is, one... Uh, you, you check it. You can go in, in the court system and check the name of the uh, use the name of the owner. But you could also, if you have the legal description and or address of the property, you could check on the property itself, and you can check the court uh, record. Uh, more specifically, probably the probate court record uh, to determine uh, whether or not that particular property or any aspect of it has been probated. That's, a, that's a, uh, the person's name, the description of the property is very important. And you can check that way. And again, it varies from county to county. All counties don't have probate courts, so you just go through the regular court system, check it out. If you're in a county that has probate courts, then you, you check the probate court, because more likely than not, it's within the record of the uh, probate court system. Okay, all right. Um, and also, if, if um, 
if there's a property, uh, a person died, and they did leave a will, but the will wasn't probated, and uh, time has passed, I believe it's a certain amount of time you have to go to court, uh, probate court, is that correct? Generally speaking, if a person leaves a will, they will need to be submitted to probate within four years of the date of the will itself, excuse me, of the date of the death of the deceased. So four years is generally the statute of limitations for moving forward on probating a will. And so if you get uh, involved in a situation where a will is, is the person has died and the will has not been probated, you, you also need to talk to the attorney to make sure that that statute uh, applies and what rights or duties or obligations you may have after the four-year period. Okay, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And just remember, it's four years from the date of the death of the deceased. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you could, if you could reiterate uh, how uh, children are not automatically the heirs of, a, of their parents' property. This is in America, and when you when you have a child, grandchild, or any descendant, it is child, grandchild, great grandchild, whatever. They are not automatic heirs of the parents, grandparents, or great grandparents, or anything like that. They are descendants. They are descendants, and all that applies to descendants is the aspect of the probate code that regarding descent and distribution of assets. Descent and distribution. Now, if you are a descendant, you are eligible to become an heir, but you're not an heir. You're just a descendant. That's all you are. And you do not have any birthright as being a descendant. So, that's important to get all that clarified as early as possible so you can govern yourself appropriately in terms of how you're going to handle your own um, personal legal affairs. Thank you very much. Welcome. Hello? Yeah. We're still here. All right, Rem Barnett, uh, we've got six minutes. Can you Talk about your church service tomorrow again uh, one more time before we get out of here. Yes, at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, Marion Barnett Sr. at Heavenly Joy Church. Tomorrow morning, please come worship with us. We just love to have you. Love to have you worship with us. Thank you. And is that on Uh, Facebook or is that... uh, It's on Facebook. Okay. Facebook. Uh Uh-huh. Marion Barnett Sr on Facebook. Thank you. Alrighty. Uh, Attorney Robertson, would you give us your number, please? Yes. My number is 214-941-0717 extension 303. Again, that's 214-941-0717 extension 303. Please call if you have a question. And leave leave a clear message. 
so that I can call you back. And when I call you back, make sure your voicemail is, is uh, you know, that I can get access and leave a message and let you know that I called back and then we we can talk. But it's 214-941-0717, extension 303. All right, all right. But uh, when we see these things happening, uh, coming up, is there any special thing that people need to do in order when they get ready to go to pro- uh, probate? What would they bring with them? Well, okay, it depends on where they are. Generally speaking, if if you talk about a person who's deceased, uh, if you have access to the death certificate, you need to bring that. Uh, and you may or may not have access to that, but that that's important to make sure that the person is deceased. Any information uh-huh. you have regarding any of the assets, uh, then you need to, to bring that so you can take a look at that and determine what, what your rights and obligations may be uh, in regards to that. And uh, uh, I, I'm going to say that because, you know, people don't have access to, to everything, but uh, the, the more information they have about the deceit, the more information they have about the mm-hmm. defense, it's mm-hmm. going to be very important and helpful in terms of trying to analyze and, and assess their uh, rights to certain aspects. Well, that that's something that's, wow. If people only knew, uh, they try to get something for nothing and end up paying double. It sure can be like this especially dealing with uh, inheritance and property. It, 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 can, it can be, you can lose out on a whole lot of things. If, uh, if there is no will and someone in the family gets a property and sell the property, what can happen in a situation like that? Well, if there is no will and they get the property and they sell the property, the question is going to be, the validity of the transaction itself. That has to be verified to make sure that it is a valid sale. It may not be a valid sale. So you got to be careful about that. Also, you got to be careful about these so-called investors that go around trying to buy uh, people's property and they make people think that they have the authority to sell the property. And in fact, they don't. And they try to get you to sign some type of document that put them where they're entitled in access to the property. So don't just jump and sell. Consult with an attorney regarding any proposed uh, sale or transaction regarding real property as well as personal property. You know, it's, it's just important that people have access to attorneys and get good, sound legal advice regarding their position. And don't be afraid in regards to that because I guarantee you it'll be beneficial to you. All right. Could you give your number one more time? Make sure okay. people got it. Huh? 214-941-0717, extension 303. 214-941-0717, 
please call. If you have any questions, leave, leave a, a message and make sure it's a good, clear message so I can understand it and make sure that when I call you back that your voicemail will allow me to uh, uh, contact you and that you that you are able to get your messages so that I can Thank you. Okay. Okay. All righty. All right. All right. We we got we got. Thank you for being with us, uh, Trina Robinson, as always. Great job. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut it off right here. Thank you, Rep. Thank you, Rep. Barnett. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, coming next is the Workers' Beat. And you have a wonderful time. Bye-bye.